This episode of the Exhausted Educators Recharge Show is brought to you by Stetson & Associates. Does your school need some extra help in a variety of areas, maybe in things like providing supports and accommodations or work with collaborative instruction, you know, like co-teachers working together or a teacher and a para working together as a successful team, maybe even need some help with building inclusive systems within your school? What about this one? Staffing issues. We've all got those. No matter what the questions are that you're facing, Stetson can help you find answers and help you develop a strategic plan that's tailor-made for your school and the challenges that you're facing. To learn more about Stetson & Associates, go to stetsonassociates.com and find out how their team can help you and your staff and your students meet the goals that you're striving for. And when you're lucky enough to talk with one of their fantastic employees, please make sure to tell them that you heard all about Stetson from the Exhausted Educators Recharge Show. To all the Exhausted Village, I'm, that's what I'm going to call your fans, Kyle, the Exhausted Village. Shout out to the Exhausted Educators. <laughs> this is a Holding On To Learning LLC production. Woo! The ideas expressed on this show are not the views of their employer. Besides, if you really want to take advice from this guy, well, you should probably do it at your own risk. You're going to love the Exhausted Educators channel. Class is in session. Here's the short bald dude from the Exhausted Educators show. What is going on, education heroes? Thank you for dropping in to the Exhausted Educators Recharge show. In this episode, we're talking all about pets. Yep, you heard that right. This is still an educator's podcast, but in this episode, we're talking about the power of pets in classrooms, the power of pets in schools in general, and how they can help kids, especially one particular example of this, Penny the Pup, and her owner and amazing reading specialist, Dr. Kimberly Weber. Before we jump into the episode, just a quick reminder, you can hook up with us at Recharged Family on all the socials, and you could always give us feedback or ask questions or maybe offer up ideas on future guests for the show if you hook up with us on our email, rechargedcommunity at gmail.com. So I was really fortunate over the last couple years to get to know Dr. Kimberly Weber as she worked in our school district and as she brought in Penny, this amazing dog, and I saw her effect on the staff as a whole, but also as she went out to schools and helped kids and allowed kids to read to her, and it was just a really dramatic and powerful thing. If you flick over, you're on the audio now, if you flick over to the YouTube, you can see Penny uh, and the magic that she brings, so be sure to check her out there. Penny and Kim aren't just a dynamic duo in schools, they're also working on a series of books. And Dr. Weber is going to talk all about that. I'll be sure to link all of the information you need to hook up with her children's literature and Penny's books down in the show notes. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Kim Weber and the amazing, magnificent Penny the Pup. Ladies and gentlemen, I am really excited to have my good friend, Dr. Kimberly Weber, on with me to talk about the amazing work that her and the famous dog, Penny, have done. There she is, if you're watching on YouTube, there she is. Kim is being kind enough to try to video from the floor, which affects the light a little bit, but um, just because we wanted Penny to be in the shot, too, she's there hanging out with us. 
Kim, thank you so much for jumping on with me. It's my pleasure. It's so good to get to hang out and talk to you. And of course, Penny loves her some Kyle, so she's comfortable <laughs> with you. I've been so fortunate to work with you and Penny uh, over the last, I don't know, year and a half, two, two years, and, and just really seen how uh, having her around impacted our office staff, how it's impacted the students in our schools. And I've been thinking for a while about just kind of the overall importance of having animals in the school, if you can pull it off, can be a really powerful thing. And I want to dive into all that and hear about the amazing work. You can share the amazing work that Penny, you and Penny have been doing. Uh, But first, can you kind of give everybody just a little bit of your ed journey, where you're at, Kim, all the way to to what what you're doing now? Yeah. So I, when I graduated college, so I graduated with early ed and elementary, um, it was during a recession and nobody was hiring. Hmm. So I applied more than a hundred places and was so fortunate to end up down in Caesar Rodney. So I'm originally from South Jersey and Caesar Rodney was about a little over an hour from home. Um, So it seemed like it was perfect. It was kindergarten and my early ed heart was so happy. Um, So I ended up kindergarten on the Air Force Base where I was there for 11 years. Um, And during that time, I ended up getting my doctorate in ed leadership. And I had decided at some point, you know, if I was going to do the leadership thing, I needed to have some kind of grade span, not just kindergarten. Um, So a position opened up that was preschool to second grade and academic intervention. Um, So I went for that down in Woodbridge School District. And then Drava My Dreams opened up at Cesar Rodney, which was preschool kindergarten um, instructional coach, which has been amazing. (laughs) Um, My early ed heart. So everything has been early ed. it's been my dissertation, It my national board certification is early ed. Um, I love, love, love little guys and the things that you can do with them. Um, they're sponges and it's amazing to see them grow. <laughs> so did that and now, um, so bittersweet when I'm leaving the most incredible job at Kyle. But <laughs> I lots of things happened in family um, the past couple years and decided that we're going to make the trip home. Um, so now this year I'll be starting as um, a kindergarten to fourth grade reader specialist. I'm happy for you. Uh, it, it stinks for us because you are amazing. The work you do is amazing. The work Penny does is amazing. But wow, they are they are getting a good one. So if you happen to be in uh, Dr. Kim Weber's new home, I want you to know how incredibly fortunate you are to have an absolute rock star in the reading world and beyond. She does so much more, but um, so we're, we're sad to lose you, but I'm happy for you. And I know it's going back home will be super special for you. Thanks, Kyle. I mean, so what? <laughs> so I wanted to talk a little bit about the impact that you and Penny have made in, in our school district. Can you kind of just dive into really what you'd focused on the last couple of years, the work that, you know, the, the both of you have, have gone through in, in the last couple of years in our, in our school district? So Penny um, actually is, she's a certified therapy dog. Um, and she, when she became a therapy dog, like she really could go into any places that would allow her. So the whole point of therapy dog is just to bring joy um, and just to make people feel good. So we started taking her to like nursing homes. Um, she went to a whole bunch of different places, but then I always wanted to bring her to work with me. Um So as a therapy dog, she did get to come to work with me. So she came and um, a lot of times 
my role, it's hard to meet with teachers except for before school or during their planning. And as a teacher in the classroom, I it drove me crazy when people would take part of my day. And I feel so bad doing that to teachers. And I'm like, I have to come take your planning. But if I come with this adorable little dog, um, it's not so bad. <laughs> so um, therapy dog, she came to a lot of teacher meetings. And then um, she's also a certified reading education assistance dog. Um, so that means that she was trained to lay on a blanket and listen to kids read, um, which is pretty much like my idea of heaven. So if I could come back as anything, it'd be better. <laughs> so she doing that we volunteered after school um at one of the boys and girls clubs once a week and then we also it lat so many people latched onto it in the district like she ended up becoming an incentive for a lot of classrooms where instead of them giving out some kind of snacks or stickers or games or different things like it ended up being hey get penny in to come in and listen to you read like that was the prize and like so many classes invited us multiple times like we would read and then be like you're gonna come back again and sure <laughs> enough they would fill their jar do whatever they were doing um to get penny back in there to read so she ended up being an incentive for a lot of our um classrooms in the district and she also has therapy dog slash read dog, she would just go to schools and greet kids as they came in in the morning or as they were leaving during the day. Rico Ben. Let's see if I can get, so you can actually see this old Benny now that she's sitting. Hey. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> so yeah, so we basically, therapy team and read team were the biggest things that we did for the district. And then um, she also is a book character. Uh, so she, the whole thing that started the journey with her was that my kindergartners loved her when it was time to Zoom, um, when we were in the pandemic and I needed to get them on the computer with me doing the things. Well, they would do anything if Penny was around. <laughs> Um, so I ended up being like, Hey, I wanted to write books with healthy habits. Let's put Penny in there. Um, so when she became a book character, one of the cool things is the reading curriculum that we use, they have thematic units. And for second grade, um, one of theirs is animal stories. And the stories that I write are animal stories. So Penny and I got to go into all the second grade classrooms in our district too, um, and share our animal story to show kids like, hey, no, real people write books and you can use animals you know as inspiration. Hey, Exhausted Village, I wanna pause this episode just for a second to remind you, if you go to rechargedfamily.podia.com, you can find our virtual bash, which has over 50 workshops from educational leaders all over the country, providing you information and resources, and you can get it all for only $8. You put in the promo code BASH, B-A-S-H. And also at rechargedfamily.podia.com, you'll find our full student mentoring program. If you've ever thought about bringing a student mentoring program into your school or your, for your kids in your classroom, we have everything you need from training videos to the documents, everything for the mentors, everything for even what we call the site leader who's the person who can run the whole program for you, like a parent or a community member or a paraeducator at your school. We give you everything and again, you can get it at a discount rate because you're a valued listener of our podcast. If you put in the coupon code MENTOR, you're going to get that entire program for an amazing discount for only $10. Again, check all that out at rechargedfamily.podia.com. 
Sorry for breaking into the show, everybody, but I want to remind you this episode is brought to you by Stetson & Associates. No matter what the challenges are that you and your team faces, Stetson & Associates can help you devise and develop a plan that's going to be tailor-made for you and your staff. To find out more about Stetson and the amazing resources that they provide, go to stetsonassociates.com. Now, let's get back to the action. She has an absolute rock star status in our school district and is loved by so many people. You know, one of the things I learned coming through that pandemic, you know, was watching how, you know, it was it was a struggle for a lot of kids. And, you know, my one daughter in particular, I attempted to turn my dog, who is a hot wired mess, into a... <laughs> into a service dog and it kind of worked like it was anytime you like anytime you feel overwhelmed go give go give the dog a hug and it did work and it was it was i guess just drove home the message of this is something that we can go to more often in schools and, and as we came out of the pandemic yeah. we actually started to see a lot more of these things and counselors with dogs and um, reading specialists with dogs and it's just and it doesn't have to be just dogs there's a variety of of uh, service pets that are out there. And I think it just makes it can be therapy animals and bunnies. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, it, it is, there's something to it and it, it really is, whether it be a, a kid is sitting down and reading with, with a pet um, or they're offering some kind of service in general, just all of it is just seems to be really powerful. I'm just curious, what did you have to go through to get her uh, certified? It is, you know, a, a service dog in those specific areas. So we, for the therapy dog part, we had to take, so in order to do it, the first thing she had to do was pass our canine good citizen test before you can even take your therapy dog classes. Um, so she had to take pretty much basic obedience classes. Um, so she had to pass her canine good citizen test and that had 10 different things she had to be able to do. So we took eight weeks of classes then she did her test. And then once she did that, we could start taking the therapy dog classes. So that was another eight weeks. And the basic obedience stuff was at the park. Um, and I'll never forget test day. It was at Brecknock. Um, and it was all these lacrosse players where they're having a party and they were right where we always go. And they were grilling hot dogs and there was like cheese and all the things like the dog's nose were in the air the entire time. <laughs> and I'm like, if Penny can pass this test with all of these distractions around, we're going to be like, <laughs> going to be a test. <laughs> so she did that. She did the eight weeks of therapy dog. Which that was a lot of fun because we went to Lowe's and tractor supply um, to do those courses. So she would actually practice all the things around people. And then um, she took her therapy dog test then. And then afterwards for the read test, um, she I had to study for that on my own and take a written test that I sent in so I could pass my portion of it. And then her portion um, she had to be able to lay on her reed blanket, um, and then kids would run around and throw toys and scream and do all kinds of things. And she just had to stay there. <laughs> wow. So, it, so we practiced for that at home. Uh, yeah. <laughs> crazy things to her. That, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they actually had to, would they bring evaluators out and watch her mm-hmm. interact with, with kids? Yeah, we, it was the same person that um, did her therapy dog stuff. Like she met us out and she brought toys and all kinds of things to try to distract Petty. And um, she had to be able to stay on her blanket the whole time. That's awesome. And since she has 
uh, skyrocketed in popularity. She's she is a famous dog. We'll dive more into that in just a minute. But first, you just want to share like some of the benefits that you've seen for her or just service pets in general, um, some of the, the positive benefits from all of it? Without a doubt. So we, a lot of times when we were at school, so as a coach, a lot of times I would spend like a whole day at a school. Um, and the days that I was there, if I wasn't, I wouldn't always bring Penny if I was going to be in and out of the classrooms because I did not want to distract the kids. Like they needed to stay focused. But if it was the day where we were going to be meeting teachers during their planning or pulling them out for things a lot of times I'd bring Penny and we would stay we would go to like their um circle and greet the kids in the morning as they came in um or we would just like walk down the halls at like when it was getting closer to lunchtime and everything and just passing the dog like just passing the dog not even touching the dog immediate smiles from so many people that came around and then it was the kids who actually got to talk like pet the dog they were so excited um so just the quick interactions like you noticed a whole difference in the kids so like they had that 10 second interaction coming in like they would come in be like and give her a quick pet and go to class and that was all it took to start their day on such a good note um we also saw she was able to de-escalate a lot of behaviors. Mm. So we, a lot of times when we'd be in reading, like we could hear things happening in the hallway or other places. Um, so we would just walk down and say like, hey, here's a dog, just pet the dog. Um, and a lot of times that was all it took to just de-escalate some things. So it was really neat to see that impact. And then the teachers, like they're, one of my favorite things was when we'd be in like a conference room or something where there's a big table. And a lot of times Penny likes to go under the table, but we would forget she's there because she'd go to sleep and somebody would come in and Penny would just pop out. Um, and she's, <laughs> she got so many people, but so many people were like, you didn't like there was no way for you to know I needed her today um so so many people like her just being there made all the difference for so many kids and teachers that's nice and and it's Penny and it's as we said before it's all the all the pets they really do serve a positive purpose in our schools in society as a whole but in our schools for our students it's whether it be using them as a, a reinforcement or using them as support in wide variety of things, reading. It, there is something to just having a child sit down and read to someone or something that they know is not going to be judgmental. And I, I come at this from you know the idea of maybe a, a, a child who doesn't have a lot of confidence in their reading ability, you know, and they may be a little uncomfortable. You sit down next to a dog, guess what? They're going to let you pet them and they're not going to say that you're doing anything wrong, right? Right. And it was like, it was amazing to see when we would volunteer at Boys and Girls Club. So we purposely, like being in the district, like I could go on and see what the kids reading levels are. And I could see who was below and who was above because I would take a range of books. Um, and I always wanted to make sure like they were picking books, like I wanted them to choose, but I also wanted them to feel confident in the things that they were doing. And I also am like, hey, I'm a teacher. I can also teach you a little bit while we're here too, if you want. <laughs> but the amount of kids that were just like, yeah, I'll come in and read because it's the dog. And then we even had one mom who came in and was just bawling because her daughter was reading and she's like I can't get her to read and like you have gotten her to read week after week and I didn't realize it was because there's a dog in there <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome and you, you you two make an awesome tandem and you do you. you do remarkable things and 
you've created an amazing series of children's books. Could you share with the audience a little bit about yes. you know, the magic that you have with your book and, and Penny is the main character and all of it? Just kind of fill everybody in. I would love for them, the audience to know all about it. Yeah. So like I said, Penny during the pandemic was like one of my saving graces because my kids would do anything. Like she became our class mascot. Um, like they always ended by saying bye to Penny. Um, so I knew that like they bought into her and my husband had always said like, you should write a book. Um, and I'm like, no. And then the pandemic happened and there was no professional development to go to. And I'm like, this would be a good time to write a book. And we had, um, for whenever my kindergartners at the end of the year, we'd always done a page for each month. And at the end, we'd put them together so they could see their year in kindergarten. Well, with the pandemic, their year got cut short, but we still had time together, but we didn't really have a way to do those last pages. So I made the page for their book and I wrote it all in rhyme. And so many of the kids and parents told me how much that meant to them that I was like, okay, light bulb, like they love the rhymes, they love Penny. Um, and I'm like, what could I get across in books? And then I thought about the fact that, again, uh, pre-pandemic, I had really gotten into understanding that I felt tired a lot because kindergarten teacher, like it's kindergarten teacher tired. <laughs> like that's just what happens when you're with five-year-olds all day. <laughs> but I started focusing on different aspects of health. So I started focusing on how can I up my nutrition? Um, and once that got in a good place, okay, how can I focus on sleep? And once that got in a good place, what about exercise? Um, so I started just really working on health and realizing that I felt so much better. And I pretty much reversed my food allergies, which I had had a good, like more than half of my life and they were debilitating. So I was like, if I knew all this when I was young, um, and then I was like, oh my gosh, there's the light bulb, the <laughs> rhymes, the penny and the healthy habits. Um, so we now have three books. So the first one was Penny the Pup. They're all Penny the Pup Presents. Um, that's our series. And the first one was The Power of Real Food because nutrition was a game changer. Like I was that kid that sat at the dinner table and refused to eat. Um, <laughs> and my mom would be like three more bites and I'd like try to give them to the dog. <laughs> Under the table. So like I was that kid. So like, no, if I knew that food is fuel and there are power foods, <laughs> um, I would have eaten so much more as a kid. Um, so we have that one. And then we have sleep. Um, because sleep, like again, I could never turn my brain off to sleep. So we did our sleep book. And then our last one is our movement book. Um, so we did to get kids to move more so they're not sitting all the time. So we have our whole book series and we're slowly taking Kyle Hill's lead and coming out with different kinds of merchandise. Yay. So we haven't officially launched Yay. it. Yet. Um, we've had lots of requests, so Here's I, the sleep book, the pictures I can't handle, and the movement book. Oh, my gosh. So here's one of the shirts. <laughs> and then we did have a lot of requests for stuffed animals. So I'm working on I found these little guys. And we're going to get, let's see, Penny, can we see your green bandana? We're going to get Penny's green bandana that she wears Aww. and the characters wear on them, too. <laughs> So we're taking a page from Oh, it's awesome. That is awesome. And like I said, I'd highly suggest if, if you've got your own kids, they need these books. If you work in the elementary schools, they need these books. Or if you just want to just want to read great children's literature about Penny and her adventures 
and uh, learn a few things. Highly suggest. I think it. adults need it just as much as kids. Yes, do. maybe even more. Who knows? Maybe even more. <laughs> Kim, before we jump off, um, if anybody wants to connect with you, find out a little bit more about you know the books or anything in general, what, where can we send them? So pretty much everything on social is Penny the Pup Presents. Um, so you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, where Penny the Pup Presents. Um, and if you want to get to me and not just all the Penny things, you can find me on there and message me too. Okay. We have a website, pennythepuppresents.com. Um, and then email pennythepuppresents at outlook.com. So feel free to reach out. We love talking to people. Awesome. Awesome. Health or teaching or all the things. There we <laughs> and- go. And we will put some of that information down in the show notes, as always, so you can you can hook up with it there. Dr. Kim Weber, thank you so much for all that you do, make an impact on society as a whole. I have seen it firsthand. Those of you who are in her new school district, I hope you know how incredibly lucky you are to have her. And I would highly suggest you invite Penny, too, but that's up to you. But uh, to, to be coming to your school district, she is a powerful person and a good-hearted person. Kim, thank you for jumping on with me tonight. Thanks, Kyle. Before we go, I'll see if I can get, let's see. There's the Penny. There she is. She was facing the wrong way the whole time. Uh, <laughs> looking great, Penny. Looking good. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. Okay. Thanks so much, you two. It was such an honor. Thank you, Kyle. Party time. It's like, oh, 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 sirens are going off in my head. We're going to try to just not be horrible. I'm watching you, exhausting agitators. Always watching. Last Christmas. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at teachbetter.com slash podcasts, and we'll see you at the next episode. We would like to thank Kevin McLeod for the use of his music in our intro, outro, and also the music used in our interviews. You can find his information in the show notes below.